welcome to the third edition of The Black Print. I'm Nadia Johnson. I'm Tahira Forte. I'm Joshua Robertson. And we are back from Mardi Gras break, and we have so much to talk with you guys about, including Bel Air that just dropped, Rihanna's pregnant and setting new trends in the maternity game, and so much more. But before we get into that, how was y'all Mardi Gras break? I had a great Mardi Gras break. I was in the city, in New Orleans, going to parades and stuff. No COVID, though. Uh (laughs) Got tested. Period. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Since, since we're speaking about sickness, man, I don't know what had me. I had like a sinus change because all like the weather changing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I was like, bed. Nowhere else. Stayed at home. <laughs> it was okay though. Yeah. <laughs> I still had a great time with Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> missing Mardi Gras is so. I'm from New Orleans. I'm from the 504. You already know. But I mean, missing Mardi Gras is just so painful to me. It always is. Especially for the last. I haven't been to Mardi Gras in the last like two years. Right. So like, it's always very painful. I wanted to go so bad. But I have people in my family who are like immunocompromised and I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to stay home. But my dad still brought me a coconut and some beads or whatever. So that's fine. You know, because he rides in Zulu and stuff like that. But I, it, it pains me when I get to miss Mardi Gras. And it was the first one back. I know. Too. I knew it was going to be so good. <laughs> I knew they was going to be throwing so much. And, you know, like, when you go to a Mardi Gras parade, a lot of them are custom beads that have, like, the date and stuff on them. Yeah. I knew they was going to be throwing 2020 beads because, you know, they couldn't ride. So I knew, like, I, everybody was going to have 10 times more beads to throw from all of the stuff that they collected and stuff like that. I was like, man, I would have gotten so much. And I can drink now legally because uh-huh. that was going to be the first Mardi Gras where I would actually drink. Because, you know, if Mardi Gras gets a little crazy, people throw anything off floats these days so my sister had caught like a, a wine cooler or something one year that was her first time being able to legally drink she didn't drink it though she gave it to somebody i don't know i don't trust alcohol off floats now they got people that's uh-huh. that was covid before covid you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i don't just take no drink from nobody but i mean it would have been so cool and so it sucks to have missed it but you know i had a really fun mardi gras yeah. break visiting with family and stuff like that so i didn't mind but next year hopefully all this is over and i can enjoy my mardi gras break even though i'm not gonna wait a second i'm not gonna get mardi gras break i'm gonna be working (laughs) you're gonna take that break what you talking about i'm gonna be graduated oh my god Maybe I'll just work in Louisiana because <laughs> that's the only state you get Mardi Gras off. My mom worked in Texas and like for Mardi Gras when um, she 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 got her job maybe like two, three years ago and she went there and stuff like that and they didn't have Mardi Gras break. And she was like, this feels very weird. <laughs> like this is, this is not the vibe. <laughs> so maybe that'll just be my be. annual sick day. Maybe that'll be my annual sick day. Annual sick, bye. <laughs> 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 No, you're going to get fired. Excuse me, you were sick? Why were you on bourbon? Right. Um, I was It's called to mind your business instead right. of my social media. <laughs> right. I needed a, a grenade or something mm-hmm. to help me get right. Because let me tell y'all, employers, my social media is for me. Me and me only. Private, okay? It's not for you to be stopping. If I say I'm sick and you see me and somebody checking my haircut, that's my business. I am sick, but I want to look fresh. All right. But you know what, though? That's the stare. That is what we live through because in black households, you don't get to be sick. If you take a sick day off from school, you still cleaning, doing everything around the house and stuff. So we're used to functioning in some form or capacity outside of being sick. So I could be sick. But I'm not going to miss my appointment. <laughs> I'm not going to pay that extra money for that cancellation fee. I'm not going to do that. 
So you never know. I could really be sick, but sick I'm just going to real ghetto. Right. It is. Y'all know how much medicine was when I was sick? I got some mucinex. It was like $14 for we like six. was just six. talking about that in my last class. Mm, That's just... Mm. <laughs> outrageous. Outrageous. That stuff is outrageous. But speaking of outrageous, and you know, I don't really think, you know, me trying to segue. <laughs> Bel Air just came out, which is a show. It is a reboot or like a reimagination, if you would, about um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's executive oh, produced okay. by yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. And mm. it's been getting a lot of mixed reactions. This this time it's, you know, a little bit more drama heavy. It's a little bit more hard. It's really rough. Edge. You know, yeah. it's a bit more dark than the original series. And some people like it and some people really don't. So has have y'all seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I'm personally a fan only because I don't associate that with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, even though it's supposed to be. I just see it as like a different show, just like Grand Army or anything else. What's Grand Army? Uh, It's basically like a show of high school. So it's kind of like Euphoria, but not Euphoria. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen it, but you know. It's also yes. good. Definitely recommend to watch. All right. My thing. I was not enthused. I did not plan on watching Bel Air just because the trailer, like if like what you said, yeah. if you take it away from what Fresh Prince was, it just seemed like a very stereotypical show to me, like guns and all this other stuff that they were showing in the trailer and stuff. And I wasn't with it. I'm not I'm so over those black sitcoms and black TV shows that always have to do with power, money, drugs, guns, and violence and everything like that. I just want to see a, a regular show. And I think that's why I loved Fresh Prince so much. And that's why a lot of other people loved shows of that time because they addressed those issues without having to be so dark with it and so and make it seem like every black person has to deal with gun violence and stuff like that. But, you know, I was by 80s house and we was we was watching it or whatever. I was like, you know what, fine, I'm going to watch it just so I could talk about it on the podcast and be accurate. Uh, I still ain't like it. <laughs> See, I think the trailer was like a terrible way to get people to watch the show because I originally thought that the trailer was so corny. I thought it was corny. It was. I was like, I'm not watching this. This is, and then I decided to watch it. <laughs> You really didn't like it? I did not. Like, there were certain points I had missed maybe the last five minutes because my mom had called me, right? And they were like, okay, well, the last five minutes at least was good enough to get you to want to watch episode two. Yeah. But I don't think I could make it past episode two. I don't think I could even get through episode two because episode, like, the dialogue wasn't it for me. Yeah. The storyline didn't make no sense. That Philly slang is so trash. The, it, the dialogue didn't make it. I mean, the, it was interesting, I guess, with the whole Uncle Phil is running for public office or something and he needs will as his kind of like charity case type thing i was like uh, it wasn't enough it wasn't giving enough yeah and i'm so and i was so i mean i wasn't exactly surprised but i was very disappointed that will smith someone who is so big in the industry who has put out so such great films and stuff throughout the years would put out something that just comes off as cliche and been there done that and I feel like a lot of prominent black celebrities do things like that and aren't necessarily held accountable. Well, not really not held accountable, but I mean, they, they're in it, it seems more like for the money or for the prestige. Because mm -hmm. if you take Bel Air away from Fresh Prince, do you think it would have got the press it got? Definitely not. Do you no. think it would have got the budget it got? No. Absolutely no. not. No. no. Absolutely not. It was writing off that Fresh Prince name, and that's the reason people watched it, to compare it to the original. To me, we 
if you're creative enough and stuff like that, you should be able to make your own things that are unique to you. Like Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele be on his stuff with the mm-hmm. horror movies and he's funny and he's got the horror movies on lock right now. And it's not anything you've ever really seen in any other film. It's unique. It's original. It's entertaining. It's pro-black, you know, with dark skin, light skin, all of it. So, you know, I think that those are really good movies to show the diversity of the world and diversity of Hollywood. And I don't feel like people like Will Smith and like Tyler Perry or anything really do Mm. as much for the black community as they say they do. Mm. That's the issue I have. Yeah. And I feel like, I also feel like people need to leave some shows alone. Just like Fresh Prince, it did not need a reboot. Absolutely. What are some other shows that they have reboots of? The Um, Proud Family, Louder and Prouder just came out. I haven't watched it yet, but... I haven't seen it either. The trailer was okay. I was just like, okay, let's go see it. Because that's the challenge of the show. Yeah, I mess it up, then I'm going to be upset. You know, I'm going to need y'all to take that down. People weren't a fan (laughs) of the graphics or anything, but I wasn't, you know, hating on it. I I I I didn't really care. Dude, okay, when it comes to graphics of, like, the reboots of animated shows, y'all have to understand people, technology is growing. Yeah. It's not going to be the same graphic back when it was first made because technology wasn't that good back in the day. Now you got a better quality and a better streaming service so they're going to be better qualities it's not going to look the same yeah i mean i get that i mean comparing it to the other one though it's kind of like is it bad or is it just not what you were hoping for Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but they have been there are other shows that are getting reboots and reimagined and everything like that and i'm just not messing with it like y'all were talking about the tyler perry movie that had just came out or whatever i haven't seen it i don't he was supposed to have been retired, Medea. Yeah. When he just be popping, he like Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj said <laughs> she was gonna retire, and then she came out with a whole album. People was like, "Aren't you done? <laughs> Aren't you done?" Oh, you talking about the one on Netflix? What one on Netflix? The Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally wasn't a big fan of that, but you oh, were a fan. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. What did you mm-hmm. like about it? Uh oh. Um, okay, <laughs> crickets. Look, crickets. Can't oh. say that on here. Look, you got your PG. <laughs> PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I found a lot of things funny because that movie is similar in the plot was to the play that he was supposed to retire Medea in. Mm-hmm. So I already, when I was watching, I was just like, oh, I already know what's gonna happen. Look, and but then he changed it a little bit, like he added a few characters. He made the um the dude gay yeah. in it, so it was different. But at the same time, it was the same storyline. Right. He was just, the Rosa Parks thing in there too? Still, like in the play where she was like, she was the reason why Rosa didn't get off the bus because Rosa was cheating with her man. Okay, that was in the play, but it wasn't like exaggerated how yeah. he did it in the thing. He did a whole spiel in the movie. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, okay, <laughs> not Rosa didn't want to get off the bus. <laughs> She didn't want to get walked down on the brick. Recording on her A phone, not the iPhone. A phone. I mean, I like that. He is so funny. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if you have that big of a platform, then I feel like you should be doing more. Why are your wigs looking like that in your movies? But you're, like, it's No, but the thing is, Medea wig, lace front, always going to be slayed. Melted to the gods. That's the biggest, like symbolism ever. Medea wig look slayed to the gods and you got everybody else looking trifling. Yes. And that's how the entire movie industry is for them. Just like with um this King Richard movie that just came out. Why did you why Will Smith does not look like him. He is not he is about five shades lighter. 
than Serena Williams and Venus Daddy. And the whole angle of that story was him being dark-skinned and those and the girls being dark-skinned and having a fight in a predominantly white sport for recognition and for that. And so why would you take that chance away from a black, a dark-skinned black actor to play in that role? Because you wanted the Oscar. You wanted the recognition. You done played your part now. Leave it open for other people. And when you have that big of a platform, I feel like you should be able to take it out of yourself and be like, oh, well, this is a cool opportunity. I don't do that. Instead, be like, hey, this is a cool thing. I want to produce this and let me bring somebody else up with me. Right. Right. Let me give somebody else that chance that I wasn't able or other people around me weren't able to have because of the racism going on in the industry that still affects the industry that people still talk about. Why not, you know, use that as an opportunity to bring somebody else up? And I don't feel like they take those chances and stuff. I feel like it's always about personal gain for Mm -hmm. them a lot of the time. As many as the dark-skinned actresses and actors that he had to see in the cast Bel Air with that full dark-skinned cast except for one, he should have been able to pick somebody else. It was just because he wanted to be on there, of course. Like, Bel Air, I mean, the actors seem cool, and they're all dark-skinned, and, you know, we love dark-skinned representation. It's the script I had a problem with. It's the script but I had a problem with. The, <laughs> in the original movie, none of them, like, only the only dark-skinned one was Aunt Viv at first, and Carlton. <laughs> we, when we were watching it, we were like, okay, dark-skinned Aunt Viv is back. <laughs> she was I was eating. like, okay, we making progress. Even, I mean, some of the themes in there were so stereotypical. Like, that scene where he was... After he had talked to Will or whatever, then Aunt Viv was rubbing his shoulders and stuff. I was like, are we back in the 80s? Women don't do this. I mean, and then AD was like, you don't massage your man's shoulders? I said, not on TV. Girl. What? (laughs) Goodbye. Wait. Wait. I said, we have other character development other than being there to soothe you. Rewind, scratch, cut, delete, whatever. Wait, you said you're not going to massage your... I absolutely Man. will, but it was so stereotypical. Him in his little business shirt with his tie, and he's like, oh, this kid is a problem. And okay, she's I'm like, say, honey, relax. Come on now. Okay, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to say my girlfriend should rub my shoulders, but you know, if she wants to, that would be nice. <laughs> but in there, it was just such a, it was such a clear stereotype. Oh, okay. But I'm not saying I wouldn't give somebody a massage. I'm just saying in so the show. So you're trying show. to say she gave like a housewife. Yes, it was giving housewife. And I'm just like, we're in 2022. Yeah. Mm. But them marriages, them marriages, they still believe that. Like, they had a woman in church one time. She had to repent of her sins because she disobeyed her husband. And I was like, what? Obey. I was like, what? And my grandma was like, yeah, some people still believe by that. They still go by that. Well, that's the same thing. Like, y'all ever seen that Blackish episode where it was talking about why... Um, women make their men plates, you know, like they always serve them first. Or oh, something before like their that. children, oh, that whole Lord. little debacle. Yeah. yeah, and talking about, oh, well, the black man has so much to deal with outside of um, in the world. This, so when he comes home, it's our show of respect and gratitude when I we make this. him a plate or something that they were talking about in the episode. Man, what do you think, man? Yes, sir. Man, this is what I say. If I'm coming home to my kids and wife when I get those, I want my kids to eat first because at the end of the day, that's what I'm here for, to protect and serve my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. They didn't ask to be in this world. We brought them into the world, so we need to help them and make sure they eat. Because if I eat first and then something happened or she spilled the food, I'll give my food up. Like, my kids need to eat. 
In my house, it's a buffet. You serve yourself. Ooh, <laughs> <a buffet. laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> he said, uh, I don't know about that. No, it's it's kind of like a buffet. It's like it gets cooked. It's yeah. on the stove. Go get it. Right. Type stuff. But I would like to tell my kids, I'm like, all right, y'all can come down. If they don't come down and I get to that plate first, <laughs> <laughs> then it's survival of the fittest because I'm going to eat. I'm going to serve like once. It depends on what age now. Because if, they, if they're like anything below maybe 10, you know, where I have to do portion sizes for them and stuff like that. I'm obviously going to do them before me or my husband. But, I mean, I feel like my husband, I mean, I feel like you you got feet, right? You the got food hands. is cooked. Now, it if you want to eat, go make you a plate. If I made it, now, if I made it, you definitely clean it up, though. Unless I'm feeling nice <laughs> or whatever. But, I mean, I feel like that should be a nice little rule. See, that's why I have a skill that I am a cooking money and I know how to cook <laughs> Clean Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm I don't do dishes. I feel like that's something. <laughs> I, if my dishwasher does not work, I'm in trouble because I hate washing dishes. I do. I hate washing dishes. But that's what that's. It's give and take. You got to understand your partner. It shouldn't always have to be about you know misogyny. It's a work in progress. Like y'all are supposed to. That's why I don't see. That's like, the part y'all are supposed to. Oh, yeah. No, like go on. No, what I was trying to say is, because you're not going to jump out of my throat. I'm trying to say, I feel as if it's weird how people jump into relationships. I think that you should be friends before you jump into a relationship. Yeah. Like, how are you going to jump into a relationship with somebody you just met? Like, Mm -hmm. the way people be like, oh, I met her walking down the street, and I was just like, oh, she fine. Let me go get her number. I'm just like, now she could have been a wholesaler killer. Yeah. She going to hang you from her ceiling, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to be looking stupid. I got to get to know somebody first. They be equipped. When we gonna link? When we gonna link? Sir, I will rob you. <laughs> I will rob you. And send you home broke. Yes. <laughs> Make his pockets hurt. <laughs> Speaking of pockets, nobody got bigger pockets, arguably, than Rihanna herself. Miss Fenty, Robin Fenty in the making. Yes, ma'am. And she is preggers, and she is setting new standards for what maternity fashion is. And it feels like she's always changing something in the game. Whether it's music, fashion, makeup, anything. She's always setting new trends. As black women do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all like the trend? For one, let's start there. Do y'all like the whole new fashion sense? I love it. I love that she's just still herself just pregnant. Like, I don't think that... I'm happy that she doesn't let that stop her. Like, oh, I'm pregnant. I have a baby. I can't wear what I want to wear. She still wear the same exact stuff she would wear if she wasn't pregnant, and I love that. Yeah, like she uses it more as like an accessory, I believe, Mm. like Mm. rather than a a hindrance. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I don't follow like big social media people on like Instagram nothing like that. I don't keep up with Mm. them. Like that's not my forte. But you know, everybody want to know. Ain't nobody care about this man. They want to know when that next album dropping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what you? If an album don't come out when she gives birth, nobody cares. That's how like legit how I used to be on social media. That's all people cared about when they first found out she was pregnant. They told us, "I don't care about that baby." (laughs) ASAP. We don't care. You gonna take care of your child, whatever. Blah blah blah. Rihanna. What an album album? (laughs) now? We've been waiting for. Plus years. Trust y'all. The music is coming. When? When? <laughs> when? 
she posted a video to promote one of her new products or something like that, and there was like a song in it, and it kind of sounded like her, and everybody was like, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> and she, she gave an interview, and they were asking her, um, like, if she's going to sing to the baby, if she's going to come out with like a lullaby or a baby line or something like that. And Rihanna was like, my fans have been waiting too long. They're not going to take a lullaby from me. And everybody in the comments was like, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Just put it out there, girl. We listen to it. Just give me some. I just need give a little me some. A little scrap. A little scrap. Because Rihanna's songs is just like, even I listen to them and I'm a guy. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. I found that one. Okay. How they kept playing it and that's all you heard. Cause, you know, kiss it to feather. Uh, kiss, it to, kiss it better. Love on a brain. <laughs> oh, love on a brain. Let's be love. Love on a brain to me was like Mariah Carey's like that's her song personally. I mean I know she probably had better and more popular ones, but that one's the one that I always go back to for Rihanna. I love that song. But I find it cool that, you know, she's setting trends and stuff. I mean that's what black women do, but I find it really cool that she's constantly a trendsetter. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that you have people like Rihanna who actually set these trends, do something new, try to play around with things versus people who will wear the same thing black women have been wearing for centuries and then be called trendsetters and influencers. You're doing something somebody else did. Now, the one thing I will say about her maternity fashion is I was talking to my mom and she was like, "It's she always looks at pregnant women and is so like fascinated because when she was pregnant, like you hid your belly, you know, mm. like it wasn't something, it's not necessarily something you weren't proud of, you were proud of it, but it wasn't something that you put out there in the open like that. So it's really interesting to see how maternity fashion has evolved over the years. But, but let's keep it a bean. <laughs> when people in the old days, like our parents, when they got pregnant, out of wedlock, out of boyfriend, girlfriend, situationships, let's, so they had, she. Let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah, she, yes, she not. They not married. Except not even married. Yeah, but I'm just like some nowadays. It's more acceptable. Yeah, like back in the day, you got pregnant in your mama household. It, come on now, ten feet under. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it was still only acceptable maybe 10, 15 years ago. Y'all ever seen Real Housewives of Atlanta where Phaedra was lying about her due date? Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she said. She said five months. They give birth at five months. They said, "What type of doctor you got? You gonna tell a pregnant lady to give birth at five months?" People, Candy was not playing that. <laughs> she, they were trying to do the math, and it was not mathing. <laughs> but people were so serious, like you said. People were like, it used to be a, a bigger stigma than what it is. Like, okay, I know this is it's on topic, but off topic at the same time. I have a question: Have y'all ever looked up the day y'all was conceived? Yes, I don't remember what it was, but I mean, you do the math about nine months before, and yeah. you, you kind of do the math. I don't want to know the details. <laughs> I don't. Well, sometimes, you know, I had this friend, and we looked it up, and, you know, she was conceived on a nice little Sunday, and, you know, her father passed the that whole type of time. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> what was y'all doing? If mine was accurate. On a Sunday. <laughs> Oh, mine was birthday. It was my daddy's birthday. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I had to just go do the do the calculations on calendar. Mine's around Thanksgiving. Six months only for me. You was early. I was a preemie. You was a preemie. 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 And I uh. make you for fifty two days. <laughs> she said, Ooh. "Put some respect on my name." Not I was, one of them. I was premature, but everybody. I don't. I wasn't at the same time. Like 
time, I didn't do the whole nine months. I was eight. Mm-hmm. So, but you were still developed enough as to yeah. where you didn't have to. Gotcha, gotcha. I was supposed to be born on October 26th. No, October 28th. I was born on July 26th. Just in case if y'all wanted it on my birthday to give me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I still put them countdowns on my birthday now. <laughs> I would be like six months and my brother is like, your birthday is not coming up. Take it off. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm like, thanks. Wow. Thank you. Love to see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> whole lot of this but how did y'all like uh, inside view day yeah inside view day was the other week it was um saturday oh my goodness one i don't know i'm sorry i don't know who how many people they expected to come to inside view day at 8 a.m on a saturday right after mardi gras break but i mean we was out there bright and early it was a beautiful day outside i'll give you that it was a little tumultuous at first it, it Took us a little bit because we didn't... So check-in was at 8. You have to register for Inside View Day. Check-in is at 8. And then the um, Inside View was from 8 to 10. We didn't check-in. We were we were trying to figure out who was there and who wasn't. We weren't able to check-in until maybe like 8.01. Darren went over there to try and check us in. And they wouldn't let us check-in. And we're like, okay. Are y'all not an organizational campus? I'm like, if you register for the event, then why aren't we able to check-in? I think the whole point of late of not having late check-in was so people wouldn't see you setting up. But I'm like, it's literally like a minute afterwards. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And so we saw, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Cause I'm like, we just woke up 8 a.m. for nothing. Right. And so we saw an empty table and we were like, who does this table belong to? And it's like, Oh, well it's Code demon. And we were like, do you mind if we, you know, set up right here and stuff like that? And they were like, Oh, go for it. And stuff like that. So we set up and then five minutes later, they're coming back to kick us off again. And we're like, are you serious? So then um, I was supposed to be working it for NABJ, AAC, and Department of Communications. So my uh, professor comes over and he's like, okay, cool. I found Dr. Zhang. She's, uh, we can go over there. And so we asked her if, we're, if we can set up at her. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So that's where we ended up setting up. And um, we did meet a lot of really cool people. But that first little blip had really you know, kind of spoiled the morning because we were like, I don't get it. And then there was people were saying, oh, well, they didn't have enough tables. I'm like, if you didn't, if you register for the event, then why wouldn't you have enough tables? Because let's say I did show up two minutes before and was on time. You would have still told me no because you didn't have tables. That makes no sense. But we met a lot of really cool people, a lot of people who are super interested in in ABJ. And it really kind of shows why we do this because they have a lot of people who aren't sure what they're interested in who just want to try a bunch of different things and that's what college is all about and so we met a lot of people who were talking about their interests we talked about this podcast you know gave them the link that we showed them the newsletter and you know talked about the different things that we're doing and so I think we have a lot of new potential members coming up soon for okay. next semester and next year I'm excited I'm, I'm, so, excited. I'm still sad that I missed it but, yeah. but y'all know I was in Columbia Dang. South Carolina for the Stroh Conference for the orientation leaders. That was like that. Cool. How was that? It was fun. It really was. I learned a lot of things, you know. I know one thing that I want to help out on campus is that I learned that 45% of black people go to college. Okay. And then only 15% of that 45 graduate. Graduate. I said those, long, those numbers are too low for colored people. And like we need to work on diversity. We need to work on getting people in college. Like people for us, we need to work. Like college is way more than just a diploma or a piece of paper that some people think 
Like it helped. Like that's knowledge that you learn. That's why I say knowledge is power, and you know we need that power, especially for us being colored folks. But yeah, I, that's that's knowledge absolutely is power. I saw a Reddit post where it was like people who didn't go to college or get a degree or something. How is your life now? And yeah, they had a couple people who were like, I, you know, I'm doing well off for myself, but a majority of them were like, yeah, I may, I mean, I'm doing pretty well, or I might not be doing so well, but I didn't like the path that I took to get here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why college is so important, especially for people of color in the black community and stuff like that. And But when you go to college, there's so many obstacles these days with yeah. tuition and all of this stuff. It gets yeah. crazy. So that's why the dropout rate is always so high. And that's why I hope, you know, you get more organizations and more um, scholarship opportunities and different things so that people can go to college and get an education because that's quickly how the world is turning. You don't really get... I mean, depending on the avenue you want to take or the job, you have you can't want to be a doctor and not have a college degree. Right. right. It's, ve- it's very, 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 very hard. So they need to make it more sustainable and easier to get access to those things. Right. right. Those obstacles and, are the truth, for real. Yeah. I, have, I have student loans. I had student loans ever since my first semester of freshman year, even with all the scholarships that I have from this university and from TOPS. Right. Like, it's, it's really a lot. It but, is. I feel like hopefully the payoff's going to be worth it, so yeah. I'm willing to, you know, then, take that risk. And then some of us have to stop being lazy. We got to take accountability for our actions and stop being okay with the bare minimum. Right. Like, I know so many black colored people, you know, that's just like... <laughs> you and this color, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know so many yeah. of the blacks. Of the blacks, the, the coloreds. They're really... The blacks, the coloreds. <laughs> the blacks. <laughs> well, so... And I also learned that you have to learn what people are comfortable like comfortable with. Like some black people don't like to be called black. Some people like to be called colored people. Some people like to be called African Americans. Like there's so many things that I've learned at this um, orientation that I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that a lot of people are changing their pronouns now. I met a they them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was just like okay, but we have to respect. Like nowadays we have to respect what people want to be called exactly i saw a video yesterday and it had made me so mad because it was like it was one of those people who go around and ask people questions and he was like what are your pronouns and he was like oh i don't do pronouns and he was like so if i call you a he you're gonna get offended he was like oh no i am a he so he's like so you do do pronouns yeah i'm like you just it's not that you don't do pronouns it's that you don't respect other people's pronouns and that's what everything is about it comes down to respect If, if i don't want you to call me some then don't call me that and I feel like, and yes, he was white, but I feel like there's a lack of respect in those type of spaces and for certain things now. Because as soon as something changes, you always have those people who try and push back on it, you know? And you just kind of have to. I don't get the on. hype of like blatantly disrespecting people's pronouns. Like, right. they think they're Repos- doing something. Yeah, they I don't know if you realize this is not given what you thought it was given. Like, mm-hmm. just. Because you sound stupid. Right. right. You are done. And then you are people really, want to really say, like, um, I'm not going to do this because of this or because of my religion or because I feel this way. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, respect. No. Even if I don't believe in what you're doing, I'm going to respect you because you are a human being and you have feelings. So if they're, they want to be called they, them, it's they, them. Yeah. Him, his, her, she, her, you know. It's just like um, when Demi Lovato changed her pronouns. 
people in the comments would be, you know, talking about she or something like that. And everybody would have to correct them and say, it's they and stuff like that. So even if you may not, I mean, she with the whole UFO aliens singing to the aliens thing, she, she ain't the same Demi that I remember. But I mean, you still have to show people respect. If you, if they want you to call them some, then you call them by that. Yeah. As we move forward, we're going to move into our Demons Declassified segment, which is one of my personal favorites. I love spilling tea, giving advice, doing mm -hmm. all that. And the biggest tea that's going around campus right now is what I like to call scandalous scandal. Okay. We have, <laughs> not very creative, but you know, I'm working with it. So we had news about last week or maybe a week before that, that two teachers have been put on administrative leave due to yeah. sexual allegations. We won't be dropping their names or anything yeah. like I hope that. Right, I got you at the mic off. I'm not gonna name drop on an official podcast. But isn't but, uh, one going all the way and one is just on administrative leave? Because one of them isn't gonna be teaching here at all. So that's what we're hearing. So basically, um, the first reports were that they were both fires. And once that happened and then a lot of different details came out, I, since I work for the news bureau and stuff like that, I, me and the current staff are working on in conjunction to put out an article and a news report on all of this information. And so now that we're having to go through the official channels, it's a lot more complicated because you need to access public records and everything like that. What we heard from one of the officials was that either one or both of them had been put on administrative leave. There were reports that they were actually arrested during class mm. and um, stuff. It was it was crazy. Wait, pause, but y'all think about it. You just sit in your class listening to this teacher go on and on. Like, you already want to go home and police just... Excuse oh, me, sir. We're here to collect... Ooh. What they did? What, what they did? That's the most excitement campus police has probably gotten all year, man. That probably made their career. That's a whole other topic with campus police been yeah. wild lately. But I'll tell you one thing I will say is that I heard that one of them, like what you were saying, one of them was both physical and vocal, and the mm -hmm. other one was just vocal. And that's why the one teacher who is still on listed as a professor right. is, you know, still he was the one who was just vocal. So y'all doing this in y'all grown age like <laughs> no for we all grown like and you grown grown like we just out of high school grown can just now get a a house and stuff like that no you've been grown for a minute just separated from our parents <laughs> right but y'all been grown for a minute y'all got y'all phd m m d i'm, I'm sorry um, masters yeah. and everything like y'all are teaching uh college for people can get their degrees and we know you've been in college in the in the game for a long time and you're doing this in y'all grown age what does a professor <laughs> what does a professor have to hold on, let me wait till i get up to the mic what good does a professor have to do with a college student of like nothing. what do y'all have in common other than the major that y'all graduating with it's not about, you think they're trying to get with them for their personality, please? No. My thing is, is that I, there was actually in my high school, there was a similar issue. And the problem that I had with it was that one of the teachers was actually physically dating a student. Ew. And I, I felt, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was proud, but I was actually the one who brought that tea to the campus because I saw them firsthand and I was like yeah because you know I love spilling tea or whatever right <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've been messy y'all I've been messy so <laughs> they were actually dating dating 
But then they had another teacher who was black, who was alleged to have, you know, been talking to a student inappropriately or something like that. And he got full on arrested, charged. Well, they, he didn't get charged. I think the case was dropped, but he, they, it was like a forced retirement type situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you got this one teacher who is knowingly having a relationship with a student on campus. I caught them having, holding hands and kissing and stuff on campus. On campus? On campus. That's weird. But you got this other dude who all he is is alleged to have said something inappropriate or something like that. And he gets full on arrested. Like if you Google this man's name, now that's all you see. And he's forced into retirement. And like... Whether he did it, I'm not gonna say whether he did it or not, but I mean the the rumor is that he did not. So that's that's even worse. Yeah. But because some people had known the girl or you know whatever, so that was a whole it was a real messy situation. But that sucks, and I feel like if it was at this, we don't have enough black teachers at this university for that to be an issue, <laughs> unfortunately. But I mean, bye. <laughs> you know Brett. how everybody used to say, you know they love this argument, love nothing like. Love is love. Age ain't nothing but a number. Uh, 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 I said, what? Age ain't nothing but a number. Y'all are weird. I hate it when people use that excuse. Age is definitely a number. Like, I'm not going to say you can't. My parents are seven years apart now, so I'm not going to say you can't have an age gap or whatever, but you have to have the the right maturity level to be. Like, if you meet, like, if you're 30 and you meet somebody who's 37, y'all still in the same phase of life. But if you are a 20, 19, 20-year-old trying to date a 30-year-old, or if a 30-year-old is vice versa is trying to date a 19-year-old, what do y'all have in common? Nothing. Right. What do you need to be messing with each other for? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Because, like, my mom and my stepdad is, like, I think 10-plus years apart. Like, mama was fresh, newborn. He probably was in high school, middle school. When did they meet, though? When did they meet? Yeah. Oh, they met. My mama had me and my brother and stuff oh, like okay. that, so... See, same phase of life. Same phase of life. <laughs> but we will definitely keep y'all updated without name dropping, of course. We will definitely keep y'all updated <laughs> as the story progresses, as I, I do my little y'all. research. Gonna hurry up because I'm going to need to know who these people are because I need to know if I had their classes or not. You probably have. Okay, sorry. So- sorry to say. The thing is, I was supposed to schedule for one of them. Before we leave, we do want to do our, you know, daily black business shout out. So our business today is Ali's Kitchen. They are a catering company. Excuse me. We understand that life is stressful. So why stress about food to eat? We make any type of food you can dream of from soul food to Caribbean to Mexican to just desserts. Our Instagram is Ali's Kitchen. A-L-L-Y-S underscore kitchen underscore their facebook is ali's kitchen no underscores <laughs> and the phone number is 318-871-0585 318-871-0585 so okay. definitely check them out we will we will be posting about them on our social pages so make sure to check them out give them a follow and hopefully yes, hire them sir. for your yeah, we'll get y'all some food, go, y'all get y'all go get y'all some food go get y'all some soul food but we love <laughs> we love talking to you guys catch us in episode 4 and we'll see y'all later say bye y'all bye